Welcome back to Dealing Together. First caller? I bought three sweaters to get the fourth free. Oh, you got fleeced. Next caller? I traded my old Samsung at AT&T for a new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus and chose my plan. That's not a bad deal. It is not. Our best smartphone deals. Your choice of plan. Learn how to get the new Samsung Galaxy S24 Plus with Galaxy AI on us with eligible trade-in. AT&T. Connecting changes everything. Offers vary by device. Subject to change. S24 plus 256 gigabyte offer available for a limited time. Terms and restrictions apply. See att.com slash Samsung for details. So I know everybody is still inside, still at home, because you should be. And thus, I want to remind you all that you can download Small Doses on Audible. Uh, You can still order the book Small Doses. And that we are now putting up more content on our YouTube. So if you are here watching this or if you are listening to this right now, know that you can now watch this podcast on YouTube as well. And Smartphone and Black's Instagram. We had a little pause, but now we're back in the mix and we are definitely back to posting and we've got some new stuff coming. So make sure you follow us there and look out for when we do Smartphone and Black during this quarantine because we are definitely trying to figure out how to bring that content, that show, and that dopeness to you. In the meantime, in between time, you can check out Insecure because that's what we've got to talk about. But right next with Miss Issa Rae. Doses. Some help from the hip. Small doses. We're talking that shit. Small doses. And keeping it real. Small doses. With me and Seals. It's so funky. <laughs> All right. Welcome, y'all, to another episode of Small Doses, another weird ass podcast episode, like <laughs> on camera. Hey. <laughs> okay. Just trying to. I'm Should I do the same thing? I just, it was something that I learned when we were doing the real, like Adrian was like, I'm hiding the cord. So oh. More natural. And I was like, you know. Oh, I like that. It's scary to me though, that we've now, we're so in this that we're I starting refuse. to perfect it. I refuse. So there's that. So- I like this. I actually, this is like now I feel like a newscaster. Right. You can do that. I just always like pretending like. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Bob. Yeah. <laughs> it's just in. Shit is crazy right now. This shit, hasn't, shit hasn't changed. <laughs> Still crazy. Got it. Thank you. What is, what is life right now? <laughs> like. You know what is the craziest thing is I'm definitely afraid. Like I said to you, I think via text, I'm scared to get used to this shit. And I'm scared to like be depressed that I have to go out into the world for meetings. Like, like and interact. A little bit. Like I'm scared to go out. And like, even when I do walk, seeing people, I'm like, okay, I'm, a walk, I'm across the street, you know? Cause I don't want to get this shit. Cause it all... It's closing in, you know, and it, I'm just definitely afraid to get family sick or whatever happens, you know, and that's, that's the scariest part of all of this, like not being able to hug my mom when she came, you know, and it's just, it's too much. Uh, they delivered a, a freezer today to my house and dude could have walked anywhere. There were so many options. <laughs> of routes and he tried to walk close to me and the problem is that there's no polite way nope. to be like hey yo 
Like, no. There's no polite way to like create distance. And I think that's what I get kind of like frustrated with is like, I want to not, um, I don't want to have to do that. But then like I was at a Target and this woman was like standing so close, so, so mm-hmm. close to me. And I was like, ma'am, can you please give me some space? She was it's- like, you got a ruler? You got a ruler? And I was like, I have a mask and gloves. Like you can see, like, I'm not about this life. Like I, she was like, I should spit on you. What? It escalated so quickly. My homegirl was on FaceTime like, yo. Why was she so mad? Like, and then I think that's the other thing is that some people just aren't going to get it. And you're, you're, you don't, you don't get it and you're going to get it. Like that's she had the part. a chest tube. She had a chest tube in. And that's literally was like, you could give it to me. You could give it to me. I was like, yo, why are you playing with your life? Where was this? Like what? Target. But where which Target? <laughs> which Target was ready last day? In Orlando. Then she leveled up. Cause now I was like, you know me. So I I have a point. And and I definitely was like, bitch, I wish you would spit on me. Like, you know, because then, because now. <laughs> so then how did Amanda get the virus? Uh, <laughs> okay. Then she said, I should shank you. What the fuck? In the line? What was it? What was it? Each of your respective carts. <laughs> like, we're not even, we're in an aisle. We're in an aisle. And I was like, and that's when I yelled, so you gonna shank me in the target? You gonna shank me in the target? Her husband is standing there. I was like, yo, get your wife. Get your wife. Get your wife. Then they came over and they escorted her out. And she was like trying to fight me. She's like the size She's like to my shoulder. She's like, really trying to fight me. I'm like, ma'am, ma'am. I did, ma'am. She's like, oh, you scared now? I was like, I was scared before. Jesus. I didn't want you close to me before. Jesus. But what was what was trippy was how well they responded, the people at Target, because this keeps happening. What, fights in the store? Because of the anxiety. Yeah, I feel like everybody's on edge right now. And I think back to even when we were talking about, remember doing events and shit, and it just felt like, doesn't that feel like forever ago? It just feels like- That was three years ago. It was. It was like right before South by Southwest. And I was joking. Like, if all my press get canceled, ha, ha, ha. And And I was like, oh, girl, that's crazy. (laughs) Calm down. I definitely was like, it's fine. It's fine. It's and fine. I thought it was too. I thought it was all tongue in cheek, but it's, yeah, it escalated quickly. Well, we are here to talk about side effects of being a boss and you being a boss in the midst of this escalation. I, because it's one thing to have stuff going, but you have a premiere, like, like we are now in the midst of yeah. season four. So I guess before we even get into like the side effects of being a boss, I'm just curious about the now of being a boss. Like how has it affected you? Uh, how has this different life affected you in terms of, I know for me, like I want to keep my staff employed, you know, like I want to try and be as helpful in keeping their normalcy afloat as I can. But it's also just like, how long is this? gonna go and that's the problem that you can't plan for like I don't want them to feel like hamsters in a wheel but there you know when this all first happened there was a part of me that was like we're not we're still gonna be coming to the office like come on we were like we'll still be here come on and then of course 
the the mayor spoke and we had to leave the office. And before that even happened, I can sense the discomfort and it was just like, okay, let's, it was that Thursday. I think they made the announcement on Friday or that night, but I was like, okay, let's all just start working from home. And even then I was like, this can't be, like, we still got shit to do. Like, it's not like the industry is going to shut down. And of course it did, but then I, I had to also think about the fact that people were separated from their families and there, you know, there was just, just because I think a certain way and I wasn't necessarily worried and didn't understand, you know, the depths of it doesn't mean that people aren't people and they weren't worried too. So there was yeah. balancing people's feelings while also feeling like we have to be work. Um, but then to that point, it's just like, what are we working towards? And when will we be done with this? But I will say that everybody's been super productive because part of maintaining the sanity for me has just been, has been working, has been catching up on all the shit that I have to catch up on, even though I don't know when we're going to do this shit, if at all. Uh, has the writer's room for the next season started? No. And that's something we're, we're talking about, have these conversations about like, is it going to be on Zoom? Because I... Even on our are we gonna do? Is- are we gonna do season five? The <laughs> 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 so whole Amy, season is just in quarantine. Amy was like, "Can season five be animated?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Girl, yeah. we can just do voiceovers on our phone, um, and it'll be fine." Uh, I guess, but it's. I don't want to be on a Zoom for eight hours a day either. That's something Francis and I were talking about, like. Sitting in a meeting for two hours is already hard. It is. And with 10 people looking at different screens, like people are going to get restless. So what's that new normal? People also like to turn off their camera and like mute. I'm like, where's the meeting? <laughs> like, did you see you saw that girl go to the bathroom? <laughs> I almost did that. But, but dedication though. She didn't leave the meeting. <laughs> She she's like she turned off the camera. She's like, I'm still plugged in. I'm still listening. I'm still listening. Oh shit! And we've all done that. I've been on a conference call and like put the shit on mute and peed and then joined or whatever. But like, it's a whole new game. It's a whole new game. How um how are you doing in terms of like your just creative juices? Because I know there's a lot of folks that are like, by the end of this, you should have like all the films that you thought about writing, all these things. And I'm like, I, I hear you, but it hasn't, it hasn't. It doesn't feel good to make shit. <laughs> it doesn't. Why, why is that? Because we don't, we're, everything's uncertain. I think if we knew like, okay, we're going to be out of this by June, July, blah, blah. But there's still a panic. And like I said, before it was on my outer circle, like, you know, it was like, oh, okay, it's yes. out here, it's abstract. And then it was like, oh, my best friends, whatever, all this, this. And then, oh, yeah. my family, like, and the closer and closer it gets, it's, it's just, you start thinking about it. It's, it's less of a distraction. It's, it's very paralyzing. Yeah, that's, that's what it feels like. But I'm also a person that likes to work elsewhere like I don't like to be at home and work Mm. and so now I've had to get used to being in this you know drab ass office and writing and so there's now it's just my new spot have you have you had creative juices flowing 
I mean, my creative juices have been flowing in like a different way. Like I've got here and my mom's crib has kind of just been in disarray. And so not disarray. No, no, I don't want it. No, (laughs) keep it. (laughs) Catch it. Catch it. (laughs) She let it go. Um. And so I basically like all my creative juices have gone into just like taking like all the stuff that she has here and like organizing it and just like trying to make things just level, just level up my mom's home for her. Right. How's she doing it? How's she dealing with it all? Is she this, is she like aware or is she just like, it is what it is. Well, so my mom is 74, a retired nurse and a West Indian woman. So we've got a lot of things we're dealing with here. Okay, there's a lot of elements here. First of all, old heads, they don't listen. Mm -hmm. So it took a minute for her to realize that like bananas and milk is not a necessity. (laughs) I do need some bananas. (laughs) Like I I just went shopping yesterday. (laughs) But we need bananas and milk. And I'm like, you're not leaving. Like you're not leaving. Um, But I think now that she's like, you know what? I, to be honest, I think she was doing similar to what I was doing, which was, I was like, I'm going to be in denial about this as long as I can be like, hey. you know, before I can realistically, before it turns into delusion, right? Yeah. Like, but I hit that wall before my mom did. So there was a certain point where she was like in delusion land for me, but for her, it was like, no, you know, it's fine. It's fine. But now I think the fact that I'm, I'm here and she's like been seeing so much news and we're getting a lot more resources other than this fool. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. You know, so like when he was the only person that was really like talking. Well, y'all have DeSantis too, right? Oh my God. Y'all got two fools. Ooh. Ooh. Right. So I think once like Fauci started becoming just more in the forefront of things and just being more of a voice and you just start seeing more healthcare professionals like speaking about it. I think for my mom as a healthcare professional, she started to like tap into that side of things more. And so, but it's been just a very interesting time. Like, I mean, we've got like random healthcare professional dolls that are just <laughs> what? Who? What's the context? You can't even, is that an actual doll that you can move or is that like one of those? It's a statue, <laughs> statue of healthcare professionals. Um, if you look up to my left, you'll see the rest of them. There's a whole crew. So it's entire hospital staff. Um, because when my mom was still nursing, she would go to the, uh, the, the gift shop and like buy them one by Aww. one. But so now we have a hospital staff at the house. This is literally a museum behind you. <laughs> it is. It's yeah, impressive. Yeah. It actually reminds me of my aunt who used to collect memorabilia of like she had black shit for days. Like if you had the 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 Michael Jordans if he was on Wheaties she had that cereal box. Like she was a collector. And this reminds me of it, especially the colorfulness of it. But Do it's also like these box. What the fuck? This is my aunt's house. 
Jesus. Tessa Weedy's Box with the Magnificent Seven with Dominique Dawes and Shannon Miller and everybody. Yo. Yep. That's legendary. This is it. And then her daughter, like she gets to, I, I miss that. Like I think about that. I'm like, oh, my aunt would have been collecting my shit and your mom has your shit. It's beautiful. My aunt printed out my electronic press kit and gave it to me <laughs> as a Christmas present. <laughs> It was like a Nostradamus manuscript. I mean, it was just like, and again, but why though? (laughs) That's so beautiful though. (laughs) So beautiful. It was so large. And I'm just like. She printed an electronic. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's beautiful. It is. <laughs> you know what? We wait. Why are we on a phone call right now? We should, we're not talking. We haven't oh, talked about right, this topic right. at all. We're, you're right. You're right. We're just like catching up. Oh no. Man. Okay. Side effects of being a boss. I think a lot of folks that be listening are they <laughs> that face because it's a lot of people want it. They're like, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. Like, I'm a boss. I'm a boss. And it's like, are you? Because I don't think a lot of people really understand what goes into taking on leadership and the levels of it beyond just like, oh, if I'm in charge, then I'm going to get the most money and everybody can, everybody has to do what I say. And I think that it's, I'm curious to know, like, at what point in your life, did you decide like, you know, leadership is like where I thrive and I have to just take this on and learn about it? I think that's a great question because I didn't. I think for me, it was, it just, it happened. And I noticed that like in group projects and stuff in school, like, yeah, there were in some cases where I was like, I think that was just a micromanaging and where I was just like, okay, I sense the room here and I know that <laughs> you're not going to be able to like this is leveled. you're checked out. So fine. I'll just do it and I'll get it done. And I know that it's going to look a certain way and it will be to my standards at the very least. Nobody can. And I think over time, I, I think I learned that I, I didn't mind being in that position, but it's not something that I desired. And then I saw it. If, if I was in a group and I saw that there was another leader, I'd be like, oh, bet she got it. I'm hype. She's smart. Let's, I'm happy to be number two in command or bottom. But I think, you know, in creativity and as you know, creating stuff online and things like that and building your business, you, you have to be a leader. You have to take charge. And I even think about like conversations we've had and stuff that I've learned over and over again, um, just with new groups of people, just like you are, it's, it's also a skill set of managing people and company wise, that's just not like, you have to learn to do that. And you have to think about that when you're just like, I signed up to do the work and I signed up to do kind of I had like, an idea. <laughs> I didn't. Oh, I didn't. Oh, no, Okay. I, oh, I already fixed it. Oh, okay. Oh, you're not happy. Okay. I thought we were, <laughs> okay. I thought we were rocking. Okay. What will make you happy? So it's like that, it's that hard. juggling process and you, it's, you underestimate it. Um, but it's true. That's your, it is your responsibility at the end of the day. And it's kind of what you sign up for. 
What do you think in terms of being a boss and the process of it is the hardest for you? Um, the hardest things are, I mean, as of late, especially with, with all this going on is the people management. It's the structure um, mm. and figuring out company-wise as more and more people um, join the team, like how that works and the how workflow. Work. The workflow is so important. And um, in general, I tend to work with and attract entrepreneurs. Okay. And so that is a blessing and that you know that people are going to, they're going to work. Like they're hard workers. They're self-starters. They're self-starters. They're always going to find something to do. But when you're trying to make that a a structural thing, that can be challenging. And that's also not something I want to dedicate my time to doing because with what time? Because I'm also expected, like being a boss is its own job. And being a creative is its own job. So a million percent. It's so it's how do you balance? Girl, how do you balance? What the fuck? That's why I was asking you. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like she's gonna give me a gem right (laughs) here. Um, Because I really feel like if there is a real myth that like because we're not running down the street like naked, like that it's all together and it's like it might be all together like this week or this month or this season but like it might not be like i i feel like the thing about boss and leadership being a boss and leadership that a lot of people and that a lot of people don't consider is the the flux like the amount of change and fluctuation you just spoke to it like as you bring on new people like the that whole world of things exists and then you also are like oh i want to write this movie and it's like yeah real shit how do i and it takes everything like i and then you gotta get the right people and i think that's what my thing is i trust and empower the people that i do put in these place these positions and we stay and more recently like we stay in communication and so yeah. you know i think that that is so valuable is to have good people around you because if yeah. you if you have that then you can be like all right i can't write this script because i know that they're maintaining this and keeping the ship going um and that's that's been so central to just my career well i remember like season 1 i remember asking you like how are you balancing being on set? Because there's a whole other element aside from being a creative to then being a performer, uh-huh. right? Because now you've got to actually be the one carrying it through. And I remember you saying like, you know what? They got it. So I actually feel like I can show up here as like Issa the actress and just act because they've got it. Uh-huh. Do you, was that different for you? Uh, it was very different, but it was a, a different, re- it was a relief. And I think it can, it took three years to find the people who got it. So like finding that director, Three years before we even started. Yes. yes. Like that process to find Prentice, um, to then us trying to find Melina, who ended up being a blessing. 
And then, you know, finding who was going to be the, like all those different roles, it, it, it was a process, but I knew that if I had Prentice and Melina, like I trusted them and that's what gave me the confidence to be like, well, if I'm seeing this fuck up, I know that they're going to see the, the fuck up. And if they don't, then I, I still feel comfortable and I don't feel overwhelmed being like, hey, this is fucking up. Okay, I'm going back to acting now, you know? So it's just, it, 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 the, the finding the people takes a lot of the work. And when you find them, it's a really. What do you think is specifically different about being a Black woman boss? <laughs> like I asked it like I'm on I'm like this um the underestimation the I would say sometimes the burden of the representation of it like I think about how while you're underestimated you're so much is also expected of you um so it's right it's it's that's a delicate balance in and of itself and i think especially during that time now it's actually weird because black female content is so much in demand mm-hmm. so there's an active desire for you while not necessarily listening to you and that is um an interesting process but i as a black person and a black female boss love being around other black people. Um, yeah. I haven't had the challenge yet of, you know, and yeah, we have a diverse staff, but we don't have no. um, lots of white people and stuff. So it is like, I find that, that, that to be a, a bit challenging. I mean, I also feel like, so to my knowledge, you never came through like a corporate setting. Uh, when I had jobs, right. so I worked in nonprofit, but I, in the, as far as the industry is concerned, I've been very spoiled in that I've only worked within um, productions of color for the most part. Do you feel like, because this is something I've had to kind of adopt, like, do you feel like you've missed anything by not having certain corporate experiences in terms of how it can enhance your leadership? Yes, I do. Um, I, I I feel like I've missed, um, like I, what is it? I, I feel like I got the ghetto film school training or in, in, in a way, you know, it, it yeah. just feels like I don't. And I think those things that I desire where structure is concerned and, and process, I think that would have been extremely helpful. But I also think it would have slowed me down had I done it. Because it feels like you feel like it would have been like a grid that you feel like you have to like follow. Yes, I do. Because I know for me, I have had to figure out like what is my corporate structure look like, and even acquiescing to the fact that like you have a business, there's going to need to be a certain corporate structure to that. Mm-hmm. Um, was a little bit of a doozy, right? Because I kind of, you know, it was like Homeboy LLC for quite some time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> yep. I'm like, we figuring it out. And you're like, but are you? Yep. Because <laughs> you're not sleeping well. Uh, and you're, you're stressed. You're stressed. Yep. And and then for me, I've, I've also dealt with like a, a revolve, like it, you see why revolving doors start to happen, right? Because... Mm. 
because you you end up hiring people when you don't have proper structure and clarity you end up hiring people for the need versus for the like want and that ends up biting you in the ass every single time and because a lot of times it's like People show up just at the right time, but they may not even have the right skill set. <laughs> but it's just, oh, you're here. You're okay. <laughs> you can do, but you can, like, just watch this YouTube video. Figure it out. <laughs> that shit is so, well, you're going to get me caught up because somebody's going to watch this video. <laughs> She's talking about me. <laughs> because, and then, like, you'll see, people are very good at resumes. People are very good at resume. That has always been a challenge for me. I'm always I'm impressed with people who have excellent resumes. I that's a skill set too. No longer. I'm no longer impressed with to <laughs> <laughs> be lies. Okay. Like if your resume is too good, I genuinely be like, what you really about though? Because I, I feel like so often I see people with these bomb ass resumes and then when they actually are hired to do the job, I'm like, but where's the resume? Though? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where is, where's any of that? And it just becomes like titles. And so I've had to change like how I hire. So when you're hiring, what are some things that you've had to learn to look out for over the years? Um, a willing, a willingness to, oddly enough, be a team player. I I say this as the CEO of Homeboy LLC, you know, (laughs) we, you know, we have developed over time. But what I will say about everybody that we've hired is that they have been down to clean the microwave when it's time. And if you're not down to clean the microwave, then I can't, fuck with you. So that's one of those things that, you know, I ask in interviews and I present that. I say, hey, like, we're small and I have to know that you care enough about this company to, when it's time, clean the microwave. Like, it doesn't matter that you're not, you know, you're not the housekeeper. You're not, you know, you have a very specific role, but how much do you like that? Treat this company as your own. Um, cause it could be one day you could be running a faction. You could be running a it. So like, act like it. I just went through this act like it. I think that's really dope though, because team player doesn't team player for a lot of people just means like I'm on the team, mm-hmm. but they don't realize that like, you may have to be the goalie today. Yeah. And it's not, it's not to say that you aren't a great forward. Like, Yes. But like today, though, I just need you to do this. Like I just went through a situation where I had somebody who was working with me and I noticed that there would be times when like there's a scramble happening and they were just focused on like the thing that they were doing that didn't need to be done at that time. And when I would ask like, hey, can you help us out? It was like a... (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. And... You know, it's it's a real interesting dynamic to create a team player energy too, right? Because I think that's the other part. That's the thing that I've had to work on too, just like that's morale. Real. That's real. Yeah, because if you're not fostering it, then nobody wants to be. Nobody wants to play the game. Fuck this game. I'm not part <laughs> of the team. You know, holy forward. That's, like yeah. <laughs> we're losing <that's>, games. Fuck <laughs> this game. <laughs> 
where's the coach at? Yes, yeah, true. How do you um, how do you keep your culture your 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 team culture going? Like, what are the things that you feel like you've had to really like put in place to keep that thriving? The well, morale, to, your, to your point, I have to identify it within myself. Like, if you people are down if they know where where we're going. You know, as long as they know, okay, we got. A game on Saturday, so I'm gonna run this metaphor to the ground. But like, you know, <laughs> I got a game on Saturday at seven. Like, I feel mildly prepared. We're training. Like, it is about it's about that. Like having um, having milestones to achieve. Mm, yeah. But it's also like sometimes I found that I get so wrapped up in the work that you know people want to be acknowledged for the good work that they're doing. And I think that that's important too. And I lose sight of that. And that's, those are lessons that I've had to learn all the way along the way where, you know, I've been pulled to the side and been like, Hey, like, do a good job. Like, can you at least, <laughs> and I'm like, like, shit, I thought I told you in my head, I, I'm, I'm like doing cartwheels and shit for you, but I've never articulated it. And yeah, you deserve that. You should know that you're killing it. And I also think, and this is something that I want to implement more, is just reviews and check-ins. I think it's hard to gauge. Yeah. And to, like, it's easy to to say what people are doing wrong. But I think you have to you know, look at what they're doing right and, 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 and make sure that the feedback that you're giving is constructive. And if it's not constructive enough, you also have to be comfortable letting people go too. I think that's a big challenge for me. That's a very big challenge for me, especially because once we've worked long enough, like I just feel almost like I've bonded to this situation. And so I don't want to like upset or hurt feelings or also like, I'm always like, maybe there's a shift. Maybe you don't do this job. Maybe you do this job. Like, you know, and and I feel like there's Mm -hmm. like, I'm always trying to like figure out how I can, because also a lot of times I'll find people that are very loyal. They're just not good at the job. Mm. And it's so hard to find loyal people that you're like, okay, maybe, okay, maybe, 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 maybe like, I, I, I mean, I have, I have literally had to tell my assistant, like, don't let me work with them no more. Like next time I try to rehire them, please stop me because it's like such a thing. And I, I, I mean, I, I feel like I do it in my, in my professional life and I do it in, even in my romantic life where I'm just like, let, let it set, set sail. And it's like, bon voyage. And I'm like, okay, but you know what though? Actually, yeah, no, I do need this. Yeah. <laughs> and I heard that one time you had said something that kind of sounded like perhaps maybe you did that. Yeah. So I wonder where that comes from. I, I know it's the loyal element, but there's another trait that kindness. Because <laughs> I think this, you, you want to reward people, you know? It is. I think we're also both very strong personalities and we're weirdos. And um, I know that I've had people like be mean girls to me and discard me for like being weird or or just for various reasons. And I don't want to be like a discarder of people. So I think that's another part of it too, for me. Like I really be trying to like not 
I don't want anyone to, to feel like I'm just casual, callously. The only time I'm like that is when someone treats my work that way. Mm-hmm. If you treat my work like it's a throwaway, I will just throw your ass away because what are we doing? Right. Like, and it's always funny because it'd be the ones who are the most, who are the least diligent about their job that be the most diligent about getting paid for it. That's some real shit. Oh, that's some real, that's some real shit. I'm like, if you cared this much, you didn't show up on time, but you want to check to come on time. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Great, 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 great. That's real. So how are you, I've been seeing a lot about like how employers and bosses are dealing with their staff in this particular time. I know it becomes a lot about even more than financials, right? Like, it's like, I know that I've had to, um, I feel like with my staff, I check in every day, how are you doing? Like, it, and it's a different, how are you doing? Like, I think a lot of our, how are you yeah. doing? That's a very throwaway, like, yeah. how are you, how are you, you know? And now it's like, no, really though, like, how are you today? Yeah, I think it's about making the space for for people to do that. Like, we have a Slack you know, and one um, some of our employees are really good about like doing a check-in question every day that is uh, meant to for you to vent your mental state, but it also leads to productivity. So it's like if you don't feel like engaging in that way, you don't have to. But if you want to, you there's a space for it. Um, and I think what's Terrible and great about all this moment is that everybody's going through it and everybody's going through it in their own way. And so you don't have to feel ashamed for for taking it harder than other people. And I think getting that message across is is important, too. Um, but it's just it, it it's just all so fucking weird because I'm also not myself an emotional person, as you know, like I don't. <laughs> I don't I don't like to showcase I don't unless it's bad you know and it's also just hard for me to 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 reach out in that way too <laughs> it's, it's hard you mean me. like it's hard for you to, to invoke that from others yeah it is does it make you uncomfortable because I don't want to make you uncomfortable like, I don't mind. I'll take all the, all your emotion, blah, blah, but I don't want you to feel like I'm the cause of it. And I want you to feel comfortable doing it. It's right. so strange. Um, <laughs> and I acknowledge that. So I, I want to be a, a, a source of comfort for you if you need it, but I also don't want to poke the bear. I don't want to poke the bear. Exactly. And so it ends up feeling like a purgatory space. That's my life. Welcome to me. so we had mentioned balance before and i guess since we both don't know (laughs) how (laughs) (laughs) we can help each other out (laughs) who do you know anybody that knows do you look at anybody you know what i said this on uh our last episode and i'll say it again king batch had pulled me aside and he was like, are you happy? And I was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) 
in general, he asked her, are you happy? He said, no, in general. In general, I was not happy at the time. <laughs> and clearly it was written all over my face. It was written all over my face. Because we were, some, we were at a birthday party. Like it wasn't even like we were at a a very jovial setting. And I was clearly like, and he was like, are you happy? And I was like, no, like not at all. And he was like, well, and he just knew that it was like, it's, he just knew that it was like Hollywood work, like creative art, like weird in your head related. Like it wasn't relationship related or anything. He just knew that. And he was like, are you, um, are you doing stuff? That's not what we do. And I was like, when, <laughs> when am I doing, when am I able to do stuff? That's not what we do. And he, was oh. like, and he was like, I'm not even kidding you. Like you have to prioritize it. And I was just like, I don't even know how to do that. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, I'm telling you, it'll change everything. Like you have to prioritize taking time to actually de like, detach and i know that i've definitely called myself like detaching before but really no i just went somewhere else i went to grenada everybody could still reach me like girl you were in thailand uploading the first episode of get your life onto youtube oh my god and i remember it was it was uploaded late because you were like the the wi-fi here is slow as jack and i was like why is she in thailand trying to do it but i also Another story. Worst trip. Worst trip ever. But I feel like it was an attempt, though, to get away, right? Like It was supposed to be. And then... Shit hits the fan. And you're like, okay, well, it's my... And of course, you're like, but it's my business. If I'm not on on it, then how can it get run? And I feel like it stops you from ever getting a chance to regenerate. Yeah. And... That has been that that consciousness. I started that having that consciousness right before this whole COVID shit happened. And I planned a trip to Belize and I went to Belize for a week by myself. And I went on a solitude trip, which I say is different than a solo trip. Solo is like, I'm going to fly there by myself and I'm going to see people there, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Solitude is like, I'm literally going here to be by myself Mm. and have like, like a centering time. The only person that could reach me was like, no work related. Like my friends could reach me, but my assistant, like I put on a vacation notice. But what, <laughs> but I always do that when I'm like, I'm still working, but I don't want you to know I'm working. <laughs> um, how, like, what did that consist of? Were you sitting by yourself? Were you just chilling? Were no, you actually I, working? Were you, I was not working. I mean, we're always working, right? Like our, we're work, we're always creating, but we're not always working. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was still creating because I'm a creative person, but I went to Belize. I went on excursions and I, some days I just be at the beach and, you know, it wasn't like my days were spent just lethargic and doing nothing, but I just wasn't under pressure. And but then I, don't you feel like, cause you take that one trip and this is my worry. I know what you're going to say. I know what you're going to say. Say it then. But then you come back and it's the same shit. So what does it matter? And you're behind on everything now. But you're not. And that's the thing. You can't, you will not be behind. You won't. You won't. And you have enough people or you have enough or you have the right person to like keep things afloat or you set things up. I was just like you. 
And <laughs> I was like, you give one. And now I've seen the light. Because you know what it's like? You know what it's like? You know when you're carrying groceries? And it's like a lot of groceries. And you like put them down and you rest for a second. And all of a sudden your strength is back and you can make it to the, to the house. All right. That's what it is. Because in no, your mind, your arms like, still should. hurt, though. Your arms still hurt. But you got a regenerator. That's right. And, uh, <laughs> but that's what it was. And I really realized, like, oh, this is why people do that. And you know what you also got to look at? What do rich white people do? Vacation all the fucking time. Take time off. Oh, my God. I they think about even, that. They even pack different. What you talking about? My homeboy was like, man, me and my girl, we went to this fancy-ass island and we had packed our suitcases and all this fancy shit. And he was like, all these rich white people were there. They were wearing the same shorts every day. (laughs) (laughs) Same shirts. And he was like, I just realized, like, damn, like, you didn't even have the anxiety I have of packing. Because you really just here. And I was like, yo, I'm going to adopt that. And so I packed a pair of pants, a pair of shorts, some tops and a dress. And I was really proud of myself. And then I had to come to Florida because of the quarantine and I had no clothes. (laughs) So what is a way that you feel like you can create some balance? I mean, two weekends ago, I did take the weekend off. And that was my first weekend. (laughs) It was my first weekend off since 4th of July. And I did say I'm Wait, since 4th of July, 2019? Yeah, yeah, since 4th of July, 2019. And that was like, a, I'm not going to work. It was just after, you know, obviously the pandemic hit. And I was like, why am I rushing to do these deadlines? Like I had, I need space to process this and I'm tired. So let me take the weekend off. And that was, and I didn't think about work. Yes, I did. But I didn't act on it and it go. felt good. But then when I, when, I, when I got out of it, I was sad again of just like, damn, when am I going to have this time? Again, do you have to wait till next year? You got to um, make it. I, I do have to make it. And that's, I think, what I'm realizing. And it feels like another sign of this conversation. But I have to you act. You know that we're it. different than we, you know that we're in a different place than we are when we met each other. Like, just in our lives. Like, it's just different. You have to manage your life different. And that's what bossing up really is, is realizing that it's not about just being a better boss to your employees, it's about being a better boss to yourself. That's so funny because if you had asked me like at that moment, what was it? 20, 20, 24 kitchen, 20, kitchen, 24, kitchen, 24. It still felt as dire. I don't know what it was, but even in our conversation, everything still felt like, like hungry. And I think we, uh, yes, we have different problems, but I still feel that same anxious hunger that I felt. Yeah, but then. now your meal, the hunger is so much greater though. That's what I mean. Like when I say that we're in a different place, I don't mean that the hunger is gone. I just mean we have so we're now having to preside over a feast. Yeah, real shit. Mm-hmm. And so it just requires. I mean, I, I say this from the heart because I really just realized this after having a breakdown because of it and having to like get real centered about like, if you want to keep bossing up and keep creating and keep leading and keep doing stuff that helps other people and makes other people happy, like you got to figure out a way to manage this because you're only adding onto your plate. Yep. And people aren't seeing it. 
And that's another thing that I have to, this is so candid. It's too candid. But yeah, like people, no, I'm just saying just this conversation in general, but yeah, I also realize like people are watching and like you said earlier, just about the, mm, but do you got it? And are you sleeping and blah, blah, blah. Like, I do want to be able to set an example and I don't want people to think that you have to run yourself ragged to be successful. And that is so much the culture of this country is just like work, 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 work. And it just doesn't have to be this way. It does not. How much of being a boss, how much of caring about what other people think has affected the way you lead? Amanda. Oh, Amanda. Is it? I gotta go. You're close to you. You almost made it out. Uh, it's for sure. It's the right I, love it. I have, I have had many a conversation about that because it's it is necessary. You have to be self aware, but there's a difference between being self aware and being burdened and crippled by how other people view you. And for me, it's been so essential to trust my gut. And I think I've, I've witnessed myself change uh, and uh, evolve over time of being like, I don't, fuck, I don't give a fuck about hurting this person's feelings. Like at the end of the day, I have a job to do and I have uh, a company to run, companies to run. I have companies. <laughs> I got a trajectory and like I can't be I can't be concerned about how people view me because what am I going to stop for them you know I'm not going to stop for anybody like this is for me at the end of the day and I found myself worried a lot about oh they're going to view me in this way and oh what are they going to think and it's just it, it only slows you down so you can still be considerate you can be self-aware but you got to push through for you. I had somebody recently say like, you know, I think working with Issa can be difficult. And I was like, first of all, I was like, if you're a black woman in Hollywood, like difficult is like akin to calling somebody a bitch. Like that's yeah, how it I is. feel. Mm-hmm. It's it literally like that. And I'm sure it's that way in corporate. Like if you're a black woman in a leadership position, calling us difficult to me is akin to being like, that's a bitch. It and is. Why do you feel it is? Well, one is I, I've heard men say it about women, and it is the reason that they don't get a job. Ah, how she can be difficult, and it's 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 literally. Yeah. Oh, oh, you 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 just you wouldn't say that about you don't say that about men. You just don't, and it is it's a code or it's a euphemistic way to say run, you know. And it's only because, and I've just, I've seen it happen. I've seen it. It's like this woman has an opinion. That differs from yours, and she vocalized it. Or okay, she lost her temper. <laughs> okay, that's that happens. She lost her temper because y'all were fucking up, and she vocalized it. So it it's just it's it's it's. <laughs> I'm not gonna carry it, but I'm like it's the n word for women. But no, it's not all that. But it is yes, it's the equivalent of bitch. It is. It's definitely. I find it never, it never applies to a real actual, like I've never heard it used in, in the right sense. 
Mm-hmm. Like I heard someone say, Amanda, you're difficult. And I'm like, why? Because then I'm like, where's the why? Well, because you don't listen. And I'm like, to whom? Because whoever is saying that is probably not somebody I needed to be listening to. Like, <laughs> that's the thing. And I think so often difficult is just another way of saying you're not led you're not easily led and you're not easily quieted by these louder voices in the room that aren't necessarily the smarter voices in the room or the more compassionate voices in the room. And you're going to say something and it's like, oh, she's making it difficult. And it's like the ellipses ends up being that you're making it difficult to get fucked over. You're making it Mm. difficult to have your project uh, usurped by folks who don't care about it the same way you do. You know, that's, that's another thing that's <laughs> in which I've seen again, happen time and time again. And like, no one's going to care about your project the way that you care about it. So yeah, if that makes me difficult, okay, will it get the, will it get it done at the end of the day? That's my concern. So what is the one thing that you would say to our listeners um, and viewers now that we're doing this up here that insecure has taught you about being a boss? Listen, before you say no, I think instinctively for me, I say that I, I trust my gut a lot. And sometimes trusting my gut a lot means like, uh, no, that's not going to work. And and saying it, you know, sometimes or being like, oh, I don't think so because this. And being in a writer's room for the first time and, you know, even seeing how Prentice leads. I think, you know, he's he's taught me so much. Um, because of his temperament and because of... Francis's temperament is special, though. Like, it, he it really a, is. He's a patient man. And when you get him there, then you know you fucked up, you know? Like, when I hear Francis come on set and be like, all right, y'all, so yeah. today we need to... I'm like, oh, so we're here now. Okay, we're here. Okay, <laughs> okay. But, like, watching him work and also just being in a room of, you know, people who I think are super smart and I love, like, you know, you have a vision going into a project and you may think that that is the right way, but I found that listening and like suppressing myself, stopping myself from being like, no, this is all wrong, has led to so many great ideas all because I shut the fuck up and listened. Like, it's not, that's not right, but there's a piece of that that works and that leads us to the promised land. So like hearing people out Hearing mm-hmm. everything, not dismissing people's ideas, um, and knowing that, you know, I know that I don't know everything, but sometimes I forget. And but I think it's also a safety thing, right? Like, it's way. kind of, I think sometimes, especially if you're somebody who's built up your thing from the from the ground up. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yes, absolutely. It's like a self-preservation, like, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yep. like you wasn't shooting with me in the gym, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, it's definitely that. But I've I've learned to to at least see it through and hear it through. And that's made me better. The last dose. Well, okay, it's a date. <laughs> And those low-key, like, the fact that this interview is done like this feels very boss. <laughs> you, got the, you got the boss chair. <laughs> your name is over your shoulder. Like, it's very, 
Um, Sesame Street name. Put that up. This Barry Bossman. Bossman Bing. <laughs> Barry Bossman Bing. Well, you know, well, I know people you. are people are so excited that Insecure is back. I don't know how we are on. I don't know how we are on season four. I don't. I don't know. Season fucking four. Because four, it, that means that forty years happened in like in time, and I don't know when that happened. But it's here we crazy. are. People keep asking me to talk about the show, and I'm like, your stuff is so spoilery too. So I'm glad. My stuff is super spoilery, so I'm just like, stop talking to me. <laughs> I'm just like, watch the show. Watch the show. Watch the show Sunday. Well, this is coming out on Monday. When is this coming out? But on this, Monday? but but they're gonna watch Sundays. That's Let's watch the show Sundays. We got the 10 p.m. slot too. I'm hyped. And they got no more 10 30. They got 10 episodes. I love when you, and I gotta send you this. There's a promo where you're literally like, I mean, we're back. I'm excited. (laughs) I saw that myself. (laughs) Screenshot it. I was like, she, is she excited? I'm really excited. <laughs> it's like an assumed bitch. It's like, I'm really excited, bitch. I mean, that's what was at the end of it. Like, what the fuck you want me to be? I am. <laughs> Duh. Well, I'm excited too. And, uh, you know, we've got the whole insecure regalia. You see this shit though? Ugh, how's this going to work? <laughs> Look at these portraits. This is what oh, you yeah. see them. Yes, the picture. And I'm all the one who's like, we gotta take a picture. I know, but we didn't do one season three. Oh, season three or season four? There were two more. We didn't do. Did we do one? We did one season four. We did one. When would we have done it? This can't. I feel like we didn't do one season three, and there was a prime opportunity to. We. Didn't we didn't do one at the baby? Shower? We should have done one at the baby shower, and I feel like we didn't. Did we not do we, one too? We got it. I remember you saying it, and then right, everything fell apart. Damn, did we do one season four? I thought we did one at the at the situation. But now I'm wondering. That would have been the prime fucking time to do it. But actually, no, because everybody wasn't there, there at the same time. No, there was. No, that would have yeah, been a perfect opportunity to do it. There has to be one, like a screenshot or something. I don't know. We're going to make one. We're going to make one. Because we did season one at the at the party, and we did season two at the dinner party. Which was... What a long ass couple of days, but that's that was one of our best pictures. It was be- it's a beautiful picture. Well, the show is a beautiful show. We continue to go and grow, and um, appreciate you for continuing to let your your light and your vision shine. And thank you for continuing to join us and bless us with your talents. Thank you for having me on your show in these crazy. T- Thank you for um, forcing me to answer questions that I didn't want to um, and to make me think. (laughs) Mission accomplished. Take care, man.